Well, here it is. Super Bowl Sunday. Can you imagine that? But we're on a journey. And, and today we're thinking about this series. The joy is in the journey. And the journey leads this time up to the mountain. They cross the Red Sea. A million and a half men and women and boys and girls. Now we've been working under this theory that the kind of things they learned on their journey, we still need. We need it today in our Christian faith. Some of the best teaching in all of Scripture is contained in those journeys, but we don't get to them very often today from the pulpit. Wonderful issues. I suppose if I could do a subtitle instead of the title I'm going to preach under, it would be, Are You on the Mountain or Is the Mountain on You? Think about it. Lots of times, lots of times, we feel all of the pressure that the mountain is on us. You see, Jesus knew that and understood. And he knew that people in their everyday world, whether it was the kind of work where you were making bricks for Pharaoh, or whether today you're, you're working and serving in a community much later, Jesus knew there was something for his people. If he could get the people to walk with God, that could make us higher, better, taller in him. Say, that's a great goal for us today. Can we get higher? The Apostle Paul said, I press on toward the mark for the prize of the upward call of God. One of the translations says the, the high call of God. We can do that. And good day to think about the high goal isn't on Super Bowl Sunday. Think of the word super. You know, last year, this is also a time where we're running short. Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I had to ask a couple of our men because some of the folks that typically help serve communion with us, they're down and out. I, and I promise you this, we're, Scott and I are just waiting because both of our wives are a bit down and out. And then the children, Scott's children got down and out. And you know what happens? Dad gets it last, you know. So we're just waiting in two weeks for Scott and for me. So uh, Doug Brown, get ready, man. I, I, I have this feeling. I have this feeling uh, we're going to get tsunami here. But we have so many people missing in action. But last year, I have to tell you something that I think is funny. One of our families, and I'm not telling you which of the three services they were in, they said, oh, we're not quite feeling well, Pastor Ron, so we won't be in church today. Well, I mean, it never happens this way, but I just, I went over to ShopRite early on Sunday. I never do that, but I was getting some, some throat, you know, cough drops for my throat. I couldn't, I, it just was tickling and it was agitating me. And when I went there, Here's our family, three full carts full of Super Bowl goodies. <laughs> I told them, the Bible said your sins will find you out. They didn't laugh. They didn't laugh at that. I got in trouble, I think. And all I was doing was getting a cough drop. Sometimes you don't do, have to do too much. <laughs> I just wonder, I'm calling from across here today. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? I'm going to call Vince. What do you, who do you think? 
Chiefs? You, you like that. What about you, Don? I like the Chiefs. You think the Chiefs. Don, what about you? You're just going to be an announcer, right? You're going to play the middle. You know, one of the ladies in the choir did that this morning on the first one, too. They didn't know. What about you, Judy? Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl? I thought you were going to say, I don't care. And I would say, that's okay. See, the, here's the proof. I mean, the whole world doesn't revolve around football. But we got a lot of people who are going to try to get to the, who's going to get the highest mark out there? Today, God wants to build height into our spiritual life, our spiritual walk. Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly, that we could get to it. Now, the journey, he says, now, now mind you, they've already been. This is a million and a half men and women and boys and girls. Now, I'm using Oxford University's statistics. Pretty good, you know. They weren't there either. But nonetheless, they, they're going, you know, I'm going to go by their, their research. So here they go across. On this side, these people are slaves. I mean, if you ask them to identify themselves, they got the red clay stains on their hands because day by day they were brickmakers for Pharaoh. And they had to bring the clay and the straw and they made their, their, their bricks for Pharaoh. So on this side of the Red Sea, they're Pharaoh's slaves. And Pharaoh's mad and he's going to come and get them at the Red Sea. But lo and behold, God parted the sea. They got across on dry land. Now on, who are they on the other side? Who are they? Yeah. They're the chosen people of God. And so, right after he gets them over there, they come around in the plains, and they're camping there, and God says to Moses, get up on the mountain. Now, brothers and sisters, I mean it. Especially if you feel like watching the Super Bowl and eating youth hoagies for the mission trip. You're not feeling like climbing the mountain. There is some uh, effort exerted in climbing the mountain. I can just see Moses saying, Pastor Ron, you've done these three services, now climb the mountain. And I'm, you know, uh, I'm looking. I have a friend in here that I caught sleeping in one of my sermons. He's been my friend a long time. I'm not telling you who it is, Wes Hughes. But anyway, it's a, in the last church, in fairness to him, he'd, he'd been up and working, and I called him, and man, I, I mean, he had his head back and his mouth open. I could have dropped a quarter in there to see if he played a song, you know. <laughs> I'm in trouble now, Barb. You, you take care for me, will you? <laughs> climb the mountain, Ron. Don't feel like climbing the mountain. I don't have energy to climb the mountain. And didn't you see I just did three sermons? I don't think that's any more rigorous than working in the hot fields all day making bricks for Pharaoh. But Moses went up on the mountain, Mount Sinai. What would have happened if Moses hadn't climbed to Mount Sinai? When he climbed to Mount Sinai, God gave him 
the word. And you know what he said to him on Mount Sinai? First, point one, you know I'm carrying you. I carried you out of Egypt on eagle's wings. Not chief's wings, not 49ers wings, on eagle's wings. Oh no, that's that. I, I slipped. I reverted into sports casting again. I'm, I, I should be proclaiming the word here. On eagle's wings, I carried you. Isn't it interesting, before God asks anything of us, He's already acted. As a matter of fact, the Word says we love Him because He first loved us. He's ahead of us. Upon the mountain, God had a plan to make His people the kind of people that the world would never forget. The children of God. And He said, I'm carrying you. Hey, dear friend, hear the gospel this morning at church. Hear it. Hear it today on this Super Bowl Sunday. Hear the gospel today. You bore witness how I carried you. You remember the times when God carried you? I mean, Moses felt like the mountain was on him. But instead, God put Moses on the mountain. I carried you. Some of you here, you need to hear the preciousness of this word in the promise of God today. I carry you. Second thing he says, if you'll obey me. Wow, there's that word obedience. In America, we like to think that God does so much, He does all of it, and we don't have to do anything. Nope, you had to climb. And He says, if you obey me, if you obey my covenant. You see, today, we're in a, we're in a covenant Sunday. Jesus said, this blood is my cup of the new covenant shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. And this bread, that's my very body given for you. You see, if you obey me, here, I'm here for you. And do this remembering that Christ died for you. Now, the journey started where they had to obey. They had to take a Passover meal standing up. How weird was that? And the, and the blood was on the doorposts. The people didn't want to do it back then anymore. You want to do it now once you get settled. Get the blood. Why the blood? Because my hope is built, say the rest of it with me, on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. That's, that's the truth of the gospel. They were under the blood of the covenant. And then he said, I need you to obey. And when you obey, you'll be to me a holy nation. Let's talk about holiness for just a second. Is the one characteristic that marks your life since you're living under the new covenant 
by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Is it holiness unto the Lord? What a high challenge. Methodism was proclaimed to carry that noble, sacred doctrine, holiness unto the Lord. I, Linda's my sister, Linda Turk. We went to the same school and there's a 50-year reunion this year on a great outpouring of God's Spirit in Hughes Auditorium. It shook the world. People repented. God got hold of their lives. It made every set of the news, ABC, NBC, and CBS, all covered the Asbury Revival. They, they came to a chapel service, which was one of three a week, and all of a sudden, God... God did something so unexpected. He moved in that auditorium. That chapel service lasted for eight nights. And then the prayer meetings lasted days and days and days. People were getting their heart right. People were coming in from other states. It was like they were being drawn to the sanctuary where God was changing hearts. That's the mountain. That's Sinai. God said on that side you were children of bondage, but on this side you're the free people of God and I carry you. I'll be with you. And you'll be for me a kingdom of priests. And you know about that kingdom? Here it is. A priest stands in front of God for the people. Lord, today, it would sound something like this. Lord, we want you to be with Matthew Rudin recovering from his heart surgery in a hospital in New York. Lord, we want you to continue to be with those we've remembered in prayer. I see Brother Lewis sitting there and, and, and his wife is worshiping in heaven face to face today. We've lost some loved ones face to face here. All but... But God has them face to face there. And we rejoice that God is doing an awesome work. We stand and we say, God, so, so be with all of us in our burdens. You promised to carry us. You see, a priest stands before God to intercede for the people. But then the priest turns around and the priest intercedes for God to the people. I don't know why he does it. God could come and preach to you himself and it'd be a sermon that none of us would fall asleep in. I don't have that gift. But God could do it. But the strangest thing, he calls people like me and you to be on his team. He calls us to go and to bear witness. You are a kingdom of priests. You see, the joy is in the journey. And when you climb to the mountain, God gives you His Word and He shows you that God is carrying you. God is carrying you. God is carrying you. God is carrying you. And if you'll obey Him through the everlasting blood of His new covenant, God will let you be life and grace. Salt and light to others. So just like his sermon on the mount, he says, so let your light shine before people that they'll see your good works 
and glorify your Father in heaven. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, holy. We are the holy priests of God and the joys in the journey. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.